You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host and newsbreaker, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Bro, it's going to be a quiet deadline. Nothing's going to happen. Everybody's too scared and nervous. No first-round picks are going to move. It's just everyone's going to stand pat at the deadline. Nothing's going to happen. Maybe we'll get a couple veterans here and there. But but buyout season, buyout season is where when it's going to happen. So don't expect a big trade deadline. And it's it's still going to happen, and it's going to be cool. But We're going to get both. But holy crap, man. I mean, granted, it was one team that pretty much just threw everything up. But And if you take out the Cavs, you'd be kind of – it would have been kind of depressing. But – Stuff happened, though. Stuff happened, but not a lot of things that you thought would happen. Like, OKC didn't pull off an Avery Bradley or something. Yeah, Avery Bradley the two didn't players, move. DeAndre the Jordan The two players that has been setting out multiple games. Marco Bellinelli and Tyree Gibbons did not get traded. <laughs> At all. They, their teams literally told them, you're going to get traded. So they've been setting out, and neither one of them got traded. That's pretty wild to me. You'd think that for Bellinelli, they would at least settle for something. You know, like, that, know. that just doesn't make any sense. Memphis, that don't make any sense either. They don't even have those bird rights. Like, Are they going to just buy him out? <laughs> that would be wild. I mean, I do think this buyout market's going to be pretty intense. Um, not just the buyouts, but there's a lot of guys like Bogut that's still waiting. Um, I think McMahon mentioned Boris Dial today. Like, But why, why am we talking about Boris Dial? We had to set it crazy. Crazy day. And the Mavericks <laughs> came Boris, in like late. We mentioned Boris Diaw because he's the most interesting. I will say I will say this. There was there there was a point where I thought the Mavericks were out. Um you know, we I think a lot of us thought that Cleveland was the was the um the most logical part partner for the Mavericks. And when that whole Clarkson deal went down and the first rounder went to LA I think that you know, I tweeted out. I thought it. I thought it just took two dance partners away from the Mavericks. And yeah. at that point, I didn't think Randall was on the board. And you got you got a uh, you got quote tweeted and agreed with by the uh, the one and only. Who? By the one and only Fish Sports. Oh, I did. He agreed with you. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, thanks, Fish. Um, he said he mentioned that like two weeks ago, but it, you know. Did he really? Stop. No. <laughs> Oh, I was like, I was oh my gosh. Because I, anyway, well, <laughs> I just threw Isaac off his game. He did. He did throw me off his game because that's that's just something. Speaking of a fish tweet, I literally asked Donnie Nelson to his face about Kyle Collinsworth today, and he t- he says, "Yeah, actually, we're signing for the rest of the season." I tweeted out. Like twenty minutes later, Fish tweets out. Multiple sources tell me that Kyle Collinsworth is signed for the rest of the season. Okay. Yeah, multiple sources was your tweet nice, and then nice probably sources. somebody else's tweet. <laughs> yeah, there's like three of us there that tweeted it out because we just talked to Doc. Anyway, um, 
But so, like, I think it took the Randall off the deal, and then the first round pick. You know, that was a from Cleveland. That was a a popular thing to come back to Dallas and some potential deals. So then I got scared. I was like, man, I'm, I guess we're not gonna do anything, and thought we're just gonna stand pat until we got the shout out to Woj. Here I had these like funny gifts today of like these Star Wars things, and had Shams as like Luke Skywalker. I can never even tweet it out because Woj beat him to everything. The dark side won today. Man, Shams was – he was behind the eight ball. <laughs> I felt bad for him kind of because I root for him. And Mark Stein too. Yeah. yeah, nothing really. They just got the miniature deals. So as you guys probably already know, we are going to be talking about the Dallas Mavericks trade to acquire Doug McDermott as well as a second-round pick from the Denver Nuggets slash New York Knicks. We're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be getting into what it means for Devin Harris. He's going to Denver. In that three-team deal, so we will talk about that. We will also talk about the comments Donnie Nelson had, which could be its own podcast because Isaac went. I wasn't able to go, but he got a ton of stuff from there. From there, how many pieces do you think you're gonna gonna make out of that? Five, at seven, least five, at least five. <laughs> Gosh, so much stuff, so much content. He was texting me things, and I was like, "Dang, that could be a whole piece." Just that statement. So yeah. we're gonna talk about that. We're also gonna talk about Kyle Collinsworth that you mentioned earlier. We're going to talk about uh, what exactly all of this means for the Mavericks going forward, where their cap situation is. We got all the information right here on Locked On Mavericks that you're not going to get anywhere else. So thanks for tuning in, and uh, here we go. So the Dallas Mavericks accomplished, let's say accomplished, a three-team trade with the Denver Nuggets and the New York Knicks. Dallas is receiving Doug McDermott and a second-round pick from Denver, but it's Portland's pick. So if you want this pick to be better, you want Portland to be worse. <laughs> right now it's sitting at number 49 uh, in the draft, which is, right. I mean, kind of like the middle, the lower middle, I guess, if you want to say, the, of the second round. It's Next a, year, right? I think it's this year. Oh. Yeah, okay. I think it's this year. I haven't – I've obviously I haven't looked at the details of this draft pick. I know it's Portland. Donnie thinks it's going to be in the middle of the second round. He did mention that today. Yeah, so he thinks that Portland's not a playoff team then. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so they get that. Denver gets Devin Harris, and I don't know. I think they get a pick. I think they get a pick swap from the Knicks, I, I believe, and then the Knicks get uh, Emmanuel Moutier, who we talked about yesterday on the podcast or today, if you guys listened to that earlier today. We talked about him potentially moving. He did. He went to the Knicks. We're not going to talk about all the other teams today. We're just going to be focusing on the Mavericks side of it. And so for the Mavericks. They send away Devin Harris. Um, he was only going to be on the team the next couple of months. He was a free agent this summer. Uh, his contract was actually non-guaranteed for this year, and so there was a chance he wouldn't be on the team now. But he still he stuck around because he was the only guy that could play three <laughs> as the backup backup three. So he stuck around. The Mavericks were able to turn him into McRo- Mc. Uh, oh my gosh, how many times am I going to do Mc Roberts and McDermott today? Hey, at least you're getting Doug right because Donnie introduced him as Greg. <laughs> which is his dad i mean it is fine but still he's like yeah yeah and greg mcdermott and blah blah, blah and we all just kind of like smiled at each other that's his dad who coaches creighton or i or coaches creighton at one time i don't know if he still is he probably still is but yeah he is so they get that they get the pick as well a great i think it's a great trade by the mavericks i think that they they got a player doug mcdermott is 26 years old he's like a six seven six eight 
three and he can play four. He was playing four with, with Christoph Porzingis a lot. And that was working out for them. That was working out really well. He shoots 39% from three. Like he is just a knockdown lights out shooter. Uh, it's going to be, be really great pairing him with Dennis and Wes and Harrison Barnes and plugging all that in and making a lot of space for Dennis on the floor. Uh, and, just excited to see him come. He was teammates with, with Harrison Barnes in high school. They both went to Ames, Iowa. The, uh, the slogan for Ames high school in Ames, Iowa, Isaac Ames, Ames high, Ames high. (laughs) Like Ames high school, Ames high, like has high expectations or lofty intentions. So let's approach this from on the court first. Yep. And we'll deal with the emotional side. Second, (laughs) Because uh, it was it is an emotional day for the Mavericks, but um, on the court first, it's an excellent trade. Yeah, excellent. You are trading. I mean, some people would have probably been happy with just a second round pick, and not only that, but you're getting a 26 year old expiring contract. I mean, a restricted free agent that still has potential. Um, when I wrote a hypothetical piece about Joakim Noah and that whole thing, if Dallas would entertain that. One of what I put in there, I'm like, I want McDermott back in the Noah deal because I st- I'm still a believer in his talent and I think he could be used in the league. And so, like, on paper, it's, I mean, it's great. I mean, seriously, I mean, I thought that the trade all around was great for everyone. Moutier going to New York, I thought it was great. I mean, I think Denver probably got the, even though I think Devin will be outstanding for them, especially in, come to playoff time. Um, just to give up on Moutier that fast for an expiring veteran, but and a pick too, and a pick, yeah. Um, but no, I mean it. It is a you know with with Doug coming in, and you said with the scoring. I mean, you know him and him and HB are tight. Uh, they've remained close, and uh, he's a high character guy, and that's the type of guys that the Mavericks absolutely love. And just the Creighton, who's coach's kid, obviously. Nick, did you know he is the third highest scoring player of all time in college basketball at 3,150 points? Dang. All that time. I mean, that doesn't seem I know it's right. not like, <laughs> well, to each their own with that because. Who's two, you know, who's one and two? Is it like Hansborough no, like, and Reddick? Hansborough's at like five, Reddick's at like six or something. But the dude, I mean, I know it's Mick Buckets, you know, his nickname and stuff, but the dude got buckets. The dude can <laughs> shoot the lights out. And there was a reporter today, somebody, I didn't know him, actually. I mean, I've seen him before, but he actually made a comment of, like, he really hasn't shot that many threes in his career for being an outstanding yeah, He's only player. averaging, like, two and a half this year with the, the Knicks. Well, that's getting ready, getting ready to go up. Um, yeah. You know, he won, he won the John Wooden Award in college, his yeah. last year of college. He won the Naismith Player of the Year Award in college. Big-time awards. And uh, he, you know, led Creighton to the uh, the, the uh, tournament, the big tournament and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I I love McDermott and, um, and now how he fits. I think you we're going to see – talking about space in the floor – I mean, we're, we're going to be able to roll out of lineup uh, to be able to push HB to the four. If you want to roll out of lineup now of like Dennis, Wes, McDermott, Barnes, and Dirk, I mean, there you go. I mean, you can, that's the ultimate stretch if you want to yeah. push push Barnes to the four some. So, but when ultimately he, he should come off the bench, he gives us a wing out. We needed a three. And, Donnie said it today. It's they were they were they they really really liked him at draft time back in 2014. 
And he talked about it. He said, we really liked him coming out. And now they get their hands on him, and it's a tryout period. You get two, three months with him. You go into restricted free agency. It's not going to cost a ton to keep him. I haven't even looked at what his qualifying offer would be. And his, his qualifying offer would be like four point five or something. His cap hold is nine point nine million. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really think they'll bring him back. I think, oh yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and so they at a reasonable price, and yeah, I mean. You just can't be happy with it. And, I mean, do you want to go on to the whole Devin coming back? <laughs> More stuff on the court. Dennis is really, really good at finding shooters for threes. I mean, Wes, yeah. is, Wes has really benefited. We, we talk about how, you know, Wes can still shoot threes. He's shooting 40-something percent this year. That's up for a reason. That You know, that is up uh, for a specific reason. Breaking news right now from Mark Stein. The Mavericks have no current plans to buy out big man Nerlens Noel, according to league sources. To the contrary... Dallas is hopeful it can get Nerlens back on the floor after the All-Star break and make another run at establishing a role for him. Yeah, and, and Donnie echoed that today. Donnie was asked about Nerlens. He said that. He's like, hey, you know, he he had a nice way of, of wording it for sure and uh, of saying, hey, they're, you know, going to try to get him back on the court. They traded. They need a, a young shot-blocking big. I don't know how that's going to turn out into the summer. I think a sign and trade could be a possibility over the summer. This but. tweet confirms a lot of stuff that I've been thinking the last couple of days, and I was going to write this piece, and I'm I'm still going to write it. But this piece this piece makes it seem like I looked at this notification and then I thought this, but I thought this before, and I was too scared to say it the last couple of days. But I think they're gonna. I think this is the reclamation project to end all reclamation projects. They're gonna bring him back. They're gonna bring him back into the fold, oh, and they're gonna build this back up. And he is gonna be a rotation piece for them. He's gonna have no other choice, Nerlens, this summer. He's gonna go out there. There's gonna be no money. He's not gonna be able to find anything good. He's gonna come back with Dallas. They're gonna. They're gonna make it better. I think they're gonna figure it out. Carlisle, we said the pod this morning that we just dropped. That Carlisle has only played with. Has only coached one lottery pick <laughs> in his you know in his career and he ha- definitely hasn't had one with Dallas. Nerlens is essentially another lottery pick coming in. He's 23. I mean he's younger than Dorian Yogi, he's younger than Maxi, he's younger than all those guys. And he's he's only like a couple months older than Motley. And so him on him on the team it's there's going to be some weird relationship stuff for Carlisle to figure out. And when he does, I think it's, he's going to come back and I think he's going to end up being a rotation piece for him. I'll disagree. I think he's, I think he's gone. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I, I just, yeah, I just think he'll be gone in free agency. Now I think the question would be like, do they do a sign and trade and take back a contract for somebody else, send him somewhere that he wants to go. Um, that that could be an option, but I I just think once unrestricted free agency hits, I don't think there's going to be that. I don't think there's going to be a ton of a huge market for him. But I think if it comes down to let's just say like if Dallas is like, hey, we'll pay you seven million, and a team's like, we'll pay you nine, or we'll pay you seven also. Who's going to have like, seven? Who's going to have nine? Well, I'm just saying if like the Hawks <laughs> or Bulls or somebody come at him and say, hey, we'll pay you eight million a year, and like he just went through this season in Dallas that. Is nowhere near what he thought. So, but whatever with Nerlens, that's a yeah. We'll sorry, that, that's just a thing I wanted to get out there before this all the stuff comes before I write that story. So, so you heard it here, guys. If you heard the reclamation here. happens, Nick, it was on it first. I felt it first. I felt it first. I feel like they're gonna figure it out. So again, with with 
McDermott that Dennis is really good at finding three point shooters. He's, it, I think it's really going to help. Think of the po- think of the, about the point guards he's been playing with. So he was in New York. He played for the the Thunder. For the, New York has no point guards. I mean, they just traded for Moutier, and he might start for them. <laughs> I mean, like they they have him. They have Nilakina. They have Jarrett Jack. He played for the Thunder with Russell Westbrook for twenty two games. That doesn't really you know whatever that is. And then he played for Chicago. And in, in Chicago, who did he have? Like, you yeah. know, Sometimes he had Rondo. Sometimes he had. Uh, I guess like a broken down Derrick Rose. Like just think of the point guards this guy has had. He's he finally has a point guard now that's really good at you know finding guys spotting up, and uh, I think it's gonna be really good for him. So the threes that you mentioned that he only attempts he only attempted like two and a half threes a game. I think that's definitely gonna go up. Yeah, they're gonna go up. I mean, just th- just picture like a Finney Smith's role uh, last year or what it be this year, and but the opposite. <laughs> yeah, and like replacing him with a, a great outside shooter. You know, Donnie. Talked about Finney Smith today. I think he's probably headed down the Seth Curry route of not playing for the rest of the year. Yeah, we kind of called that um, too. Yeah, and he just said, hey, we're focused on – he said Mark has this saying of treat ever, treat the players like, they're, ki- like you're, they're your kids. And he said we want their – long-term health is the best thing for us. And so, yeah, so I, I think he was uncommittal, committed on uh, saying – or committal, whatever it is, on uh, Finney Smith playing for the rest he of the year. He gave a non-committal. <laughs> yeah, he's That's like, I, I can't, you know, I can't say that or not. So, um, so yeah, I mean, McDermott should get some minutes, and that was a that was a, a topic today. Um, you know, I asked, I asked uh, Donnie straightforward about Motley playing for the rest of the year. I said, Hey, do you, you expect him to get some run for the rest of the year? And that's when he said, hey, I think it's certainly in the cards. We have to see what they have to offer, the young guys have to offer um, through this stretch. And we'll see if Carlisle reflects that with the minutes. We'll see if Motley gets to play. He talked about McDermott getting to play. You know, it's a, it's a test-out period for McDermott of these next two months of saying, is he fit long-term? And I think he'll be fine. He's definitely but, going to. <laughs> yeah. And Collins, you know, the Collinsworth thing, you know, we that's something I brought up on the pod, you know, like two or three weeks ago that this is what I thought would happen with Collinsworth. They love him. They love him in the system, that they would keep this roster spot open. And, you know, that's why I asked Donnie about it today towards the end. I said, hey, you know, with the open roster spot, do you plan to keep it open or do you plan to use it on someone like bringing Kyle Collinsworth back? And that's when he's like, hey, yeah, we're going to – we're signing, you know, Kyle today. He's going to be available tonight. And what did you expect him to say? What? What did you expect him to say? Because you never expect the GM to be like, oh, yeah, we're signing him to, you know, like to kind of break news like that. No. Yeah. I thought he would be like, oh, you know, you know, we're going to see our options. And, you know, Kyle's a great player, but, you know, we'll we'll try to figure out what to do, blah, blah, blah. Because I also ask him, I also ask him, and it's kind of funny because he kind of took my question the wrong way and didn't really answer my question. And that's probably on me for how I worded it, but I said, but I did say, I said, with this current Dallas Mavericks team in the buyout market looking to be um, more robust this year, really active, do you see any of this current Mavericks team, you know, that the players that could be, you know, hitting that market or be interested in that market? I forgot how I worded it. Well, he thought, he thought that I meant would the Mavericks be interested in these buyout people? He didn't answer it like if we were going to buy somebody out. 
Because even if New Orleans stays, I think McRoberts is a prime candidate to be bought out, probably. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but but he said he said, hey, we're gonna we're certainly gonna be active. And he said, you know, we're going we're gonna see out there as long as they fit their youthful shooters, certain type of thing. He said there are a couple of possibilities out there. So it sounds like there's a couple of situations that they're monitoring uh, with this buyout market that it could be a a young piece or something. They do have cap space. <laughs> we know that. And so if a, you know, normally it's veterans, they get bought out. But if there is some weird situation to where some younger guy gets bought out and they care more about money than going to a, a contending team, then Dallas could show interest. I mean, we saw with the Sacramento, uh, the Papianas, is that how you say it? Yeah. Papianos. He got waived today. You know, like, that's a prime guy that I would throw a flyer at it. Like, just see what you got. I mean, that's a lottery-type talent. Those are the type of guys. We thought the Bruno Caboclo, Caboclo or whatever. <laughs> Caboclo. Caboclo. Um, but there's, like, no Caboclo. There's no O in, in between the C I know. and L. It's just the way It's weird. It. But anyway, like, he went to Sacramento today, and there was some reports saying that they were going to waive him. And I was like, oh, get a ball on that. Like, I would be all about it. It's those type of guys at this point. Just throw, start throwing stuff at the wall and see if something will stick. So, I think they're really they're, – I mean, he said it. There's a couple possibilities they're monitoring. Let's see what they do. All the roster spots are set right now. Collinsworth's here. But, I mean, don't. Don't we don't be don't be surprised. Josh McRoberts is still on on a roster, so they could buy him out easily or waive him or whatever to bring in another person. Clearing that roster spot would be really easy. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really easy. And then you could also do like right now they have Jalen Jones and Motley on two ways. You could also just oh yeah, that's true too. Yeah, like Jalen Jones, like who? Why are we? <laughs> All respect to Jalen Jones. Uh, the Mavericks right now without Kyle Collinsworth deal, which is. I'm assuming less than a million, right? Like something. Yeah, probably something like that. Something like that. They let's say it's less than a million. The Mavericks have fourteen and a half million dollars in in salary cap space right now. Currently, uh, going into the summer, they could have as much as like thirty million. <laughs> what? What if they like really, really threw a wrench in into the equation or something? Went to these one of these buyout guys and was like, "Here's ten million, you know, like." <laughs> Something crazy, you know, to like throw throw it that would piss the playoff team off. If like Derek Favors gets you know like available or something, you know. like Tyreek Evans, you know, like yeah, like, here's here's twelve million, something random like that. Hey, who knows? I, I mean, they got it. They still they also I mentioned this last night. They have to hit the the salary cap floor, which is at eighty five. Have to. Okay, so yeah, let me explain. (laughs) It's uh, the salary cap floor is at eighty five point seven currently right now. Without Collinsworth's deal, they are at eighty four point five million, and so if they don't hit that number, the rest of it gets spread out to all the players that that they have on the roster. So they don't really have to. A lot of teams do, but you know, something to watch out for. Yeah. Um, Also, I want to mention about the pick. The pick that, that the Mavericks get, do you know where that pick came from? No. So it's from Denver, and it's originally Portland's pick. That pick was the pick that Portland sent. Uh-oh. That pick was the pick that Portland sent with uh, with Nurkic. Like no, with Plumley for Nurkic in the first round pick. 
Wow. So basically, Denver turned uh, Denver sent Nurkic and a first that turned into Harry Giles and Moutier, and they got Plumley and Devin Harris. <laughs> basically, with That's that with wild. those two deals together. You know, and Donnie mentioned about that draft pick today. You know, every time he mentioned Doug, he mentioned that draft pick, and that is it, it matters is an asset. Yeah, yeah, it is an asset, and. They intend to use it, and he threw a little nugget in there too, like whether it's to you know use it to draft or to package it to move up in the draft, and yep, and that's the type of stuff, and that you see who falls, you see what happens, you see what you can throw into some trades come the summer, and speaking of the summer, man, that was the very first question I asked Donnie Nelson today. I said, how much did the cap space? Uh, this upcoming summer play into the negotiations today for you guys. And he just kind of smiled and he said, man, we were a popular destination today. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, for a lot of the teams looking to create more flexibility for the summer. And he went on this, you know, this not really rant, but this, you know, little monologue there about how times have changed now. And he said, cap flexibility, that flexibility is as important, if not more important, than draft picks now. And like he said, you know, that's the that's the thing. You know, comparing it to, or he's basically talking about taking on a contract like a J.R. Smith or something like. He didn't say that, but just using that as an example to get a draft pick. That flexibility is so much different now because we've talked about it on the pod, and I already got people quote tweeting me today and all this stuff saying, "Oh yeah," because I tweeted out that quote of him talking about. He says, "I think we're going to be big," you know players in free agency this summer and of course that gets fans all going we've 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 tried we've tried and it's it's different now and i know i keep saying that i know but like it's different and it's it's just it's a lot different now and it doesn't mean that they're going after like demarcus cousins or going after paul george or going after a big you know fish like that's been the big that's been one of the buzzwords is going after the big fish they're a player that means that they could you know if there are deals, there are always deals around around the uh, the free agency, and always deals around uh, the draft. So if they could be, a, you know, as we've been saying, they could still do, you know, be facilitate a three team trade where they are the the team that takes on salary for a good, you know, good contract or a good asset, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. They totally could have done the, the Cavs deal today, <laughs> you know, like they totally totally could have been involved in that, but. That's still available. They they kept it open. They just pushed it back, and that's what you, that's what I think they definitely should have done. Uh, do a, do a smaller deal that gets you a, a decent player. All the guys that I kind of mentioned yesterday that I was like I kind of would like to see the Mavericks get this was was smaller guys. Not like taking these huge swings. You wait. You keep your options open. You accumulate assets. You got the second round pick. You got you know McRoberts who not McRoberts McDermott. You, you can potentially do something with, but you continue to to just keep accumulating assets. And you wait for your Kyrie trade, for your James Harden trade, for your yep. you know Paul George trade, you know whatever whatever you decide to do, you wait for that situation, and then you can just pounce on it. And that's what Nick and I we've both been very open of saying we weren't in favor of the bring in a big contract for a late first. Like, just I was. We never talked. Bo- we talked about it a lot. Yeah, like but I was we never on board with that. Yeah. The, this is the type of trade that we want. We wanted to see happen. It gives you a little type of bolt, you know, a little, you know, bolt of energy. Like, oh, cool, a new guy. He's gonna come in. He's gonna hit some threes. Some fans will like it. And 
you know, you go into a 26-year-old wing, 6'8", 6'9", and you're saying, hey, let's see if he can be a bench piece of the future. Harrison Barnes' buddy, like, cool. Um, he's going to play till he's, like, 35, too. Yeah, <laughs> he's just he's got playing. that Steve Novak-type game where he can just play yeah. for a long time. Now, he's gotten better. And Donnie said he's gotten better with his, uh, with his defense, his ball handling. Like he's gotten better with that in the league. And so now I think he finds a structured system. He's got a point guard, like you, like you said now. He finally has one that, you know, it's not like Westbrook will actually, like, share the ball with him. And so, but now it kind of, let's turn to the, the sad part of the deal. Well, um, the other thing I want to mention, too, is that, that uh, McBuckets is a restricted free agent this summer. So we got to kind of yeah. mention that we, we sort of mentioned it earlier with talking about cap holds and all that stuff, but his uh, it's the same kind of situation as Nerland's. He has, you know, he's on the end of his rookie deal. He's going to be a restricted free agent. Um, and so we got to figure out if they're going to resign him. Like you said, it's a, it's a tryout period, the 22 games or however many games there are left 30 something where you figure out what you have in him, you re-sign him, but this is a really good market to re-sign him in. He's not going to go out there and find like 10 million randomly. Like, uh, you know, maybe in 2016, he would have found, you know, like something like that. So yeah, just a lo- that one last thing is that he is going to be a free agent. They're going to have to figure out how to bring him back and they probably will. And he, and he's going to get minutes. I mean, they want to see yeah. what they have in him and you saw and the minutes. Face. <laughs> yeah. You saw the minutes Devin got at the three. That's going to be his minutes. And whether, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to start him some nights and put Harrison at the four if it's going small. I I think he'll come off the bench more likely and they'll start Maxi. But you know that, that he gives them f- flexibility. And now that the backup guards can focus on, you know, if they start Yogi, they start Maxi. It could be Yogi and JJ off the bench, and then you know McDermott at the three off the bench, whatever. And, so we're going to see him. It's not like we're trading for a guy and then you're not going to see him. You're going to see him, and it's going to be Saturday night against the Lakers, hopefully. Let's just give a moment of silence to the mega hamster lineup of JJ, Yogi, Devin, Dwight Powell, and Dirk. Just just a quick moment of silence here from Locked On Maps. Thank you. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. All right, was so one, now you got to come up with it. That a new might name. have been the best lineup in Mavericks history. So we just needed to give a moment of silence because it will no longer be. However, <laughs> we want to talk about Devin Harris. Uh, Wait, well, no, 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 hold on. We got you. Got to think of a new name for their new their new lineup they can throw out there. Of what? Oh. That I tweeted out there. Guys, the Mavericks <laughs> could throw five white dudes out there. <laughs> Is JJ a white dude? Does that count? And that would be weird. JJ and Dirk. So they JJ could run, doesn't count though, right? They could run a well. Dirk doesn't. If JJ doesn't count, Dirk doesn't count. No, Dirk is dead. Dirk definitely counts. He's German. As white, that's like as white as you can get. I know, but still, I'm German. Maxi's German. <laughs> um, JJ's Puerto so Rican though. That's a little different. They have they have the potential to roll out a lineup of JJ, Collinsworth, McDermott, Maxi, and Dirk. We just call it the Anchorman. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's just and with weird. the weather, we have how many, Doug McDermott, how many teams and over here with sports, we have how many, Kyle Collinsworth, and with how, lifestyle, Dirk Nowitzki. McDermott will wear number twenty for Dallas, by the way. Oh, nice, good. Um, how many teams in the league could realistically throw out an all five man lineup and it actually make sense? An all f- 
like five white dudes. Yeah, that would be. I don't know if not many. I don't think you could. could do I don't think you can sort basketball reference by race. So. There's an advanced stat for you. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, who's the last white? Who's the last guy? He's not white. Who's the last guy to wear twenty for the Mavericks? Probably Devin. Devin did it in 2014-15. There's a guy more, more recently though. Second round draft pick. Traded the heat. Oh, Hammonds. AJ Hammonds wore 20. Dominic Jones also wore 20. Uh, I think this guy was on the Forgotten Mavs podcast. Nick Fazikas. I can't pronounce yeah. it. Something like that. Jamal McGlure also wore 20. Huh. And then Kentucky random dude. dudes. Eric Strickland is a guy he also. <coughs> Tracy Moore. Morlin Wiley. Jim Farmer. Bill Garnett. I'm not letting you go on anymore. So Jeff let's move on to Jeff the emotional Houston, part. But without an O. So today, a murderer's it, row of dudes that wore the number twenty. It was a, <laughs> it was a sad day, and yeah. you know, off the court stuff. Now we moved to that on the court. It made sense, but off the court, it was sad. Um, Devin meant a lot. He means a lot. I shouldn't say meant. Donnie opened the. We thought that he wasn't going to get traded because of all these reasons. Like I, I wrote a piece I was saying shocked. that he. Yeah, I I said that I was shocked that if. He was he got traded today and he he did. <laughs> I mean they yeah, did. and like I was shocked that yeah they get because I was trying to explain it to this guy earlier at, at work and I was like you know it's just he's an older veteran that means a lot and he was like super cheap and you just didn't think but and you know I bet I'm just guessing I bet the Mavericks didn't even think about it either but this was almost a deal they just couldn't pass up like it was just like if you're gonna give away get trade Devin and it you know it's gonna suck. It has to be a deal that you just can't refuse. And to get a mid-second round pick and Doug McDermott, a restricted 26-year-old, for at a position of need for an expiring veteran in Devin, I mean, you just can't pass it up And as an organization. So, like, but, man, yeah, I mean, Donnie opened up his press conference today talking about there's a few times, like, he got choked up. He talked about how much Devin meant, you know, means to the organization, how they drafted him, how he kind of grew up here some, and yeah, he you know left and came back, and you know he even brought up too of like, well, they traded him, but yeah, yeah, and he brought up too. He's like, you know, we grew so close to his family, and he said, you know, especially over this past year with his brother dying, and that whole thing, you know, we all grew closer. That's when the Mavericks fan family came to his side. And he said it. You know, he said multiple times, "It's the hardest part of the business." He said, "I they just hated it." And there's a you know wild scene with them at practice. You know, they were practice. They're in San Francisco now for the Warriors game, and to my you know they were at practice, and that's when it went down. And you know, you know the team huddled around Devin for like a last thing for you know for him. He talked to the media today, and you could tell he was bothered by it. Said he he didn't see it coming at all. Um, and that hurts, you know, that especially these people in the organization, like that's where we see, I was just talking to some Mavs employees today at the press conference, you know, that's just the side of basketball. Like most fans just don't give a crap about and because they just want to see wins and fun basketball. But these, these guys, families, I mean, we see these guys in the tunnel after the game, holding their little girls and, you know, all this stuff. And now it's just like, see ya. 
and that's that that part in Devin was really really well liked the mentorship with Devin or with with uh, Dennis Smith Jr. that was noted like people knew that and stuff and real but, too people people talk yeah. about it and a lot of times you think like oh that guy's just named a mentor as just in title only and he's not really but he really was yeah it really was and like from the PR staff to the media department to the team to the equipment people like that everybody just loved loved Devin and Donnie said that Mark Finn himself they all talked to Devin today on the phone um, and you know they're they're kind of excited about it too, and they're saying, hey, like he gets a chance to you know to go to a playoff team for the Nuggets, lock some minutes, and hopefully you know get make a little run for the playoffs, and that's that now that's fun for them. And but the biggest takeaway have we have we seen a guy be a, a general manager be so open about bringing a dude back? We I mean, we talked about that Jerry Stackhouse trade where he almost got traded, and Jerry I Stackhouse was like, "If they buy me out, I'm just gonna go back to Dallas." And that was during the <laughs> same season. But the things Donnie Nelson said about Devin Harris coming back next year, or it's kind of yeah. Hilarious. I mean, Donnie said Donnie said I I think he will end his career here, and then he went on about it again, saying, "You know, I know at the end of this year because Devin's contract's expiring. We talked about it yeah. at the end of this year, two months from now, at the end of this year." He said, I know Devin will have his opportunities on the table. He said, but hopefully, he said, hey, two months from now, he'll probably be back in the Big D. That's a direct <laughs> quote. That's a direct quote from Donnie. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did we not think about the angle that he met in Denver? Oh, stop it. <laughs> Is it tampering? Is that tampering? <laughs> Yo, that could be tampering. <laughs> it could. He's not. The, that's not their player anymore. Well, they just we just got the official email, so he probably could say it then. Probably not now, maybe. That's crazy. Um, so then he can't talk about Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott then. Well, he did, but okay, whatever. Um, so crazy tampering. So like stupid. Logistic wise, I mean, it really sets the stage of as long as Devin wants to come back. Yeah. Like Donnie's made it open. Hey, he, we want him back. He's part of the family forever. He's cut from the same cloth as Michael Finley and Dirk Nowitzki. That's what Donnie said today. Like they wow. view him just that the same as that. So if Devin wants to come back this summer, they'll make it happen. It's just up to Devin. And if you're Devin, this is two times. Like he was obviously upset about it today. If you're Devin, do you look at this saying, "Hey, I'm just going to go for the next two months and push, you know, push this Nuggets team, go to the playoffs, hopefully, and then come back to Dallas this summer," or does he get pissed about it and say, "This is two times they've traded me without even talking to me," blah blah blah? No, no. I would assume he comes back, like, and it'll be a cheaper, cheap contract. Does he want to play? You know, that's the thing too. Like this summer, how much longer does he want to play? His years are getting up there. Especially if you're you're bringing in Doug McDermott, you you're basically like playing him as a three. Like you have Yogi. I, I'm assuming they're going to bring back Yogi. Yeah, have, Yogi, JJ, and Devin. Like Yogi, like, JJ. So- you have you have Dennis. It's obviously going to play a bunch of minutes, and his minutes are going to go up probably next year. You have Dorian yeah. coming back. You may have Seth Curry coming back too from injury. Yeah, I mean we were really talking about Devin not playing at all this year, and due to injury to Dorian and to to Seth, you just have Devin playing all these minutes with this lineup that we just talked about. And uh, we could be looking at the same offseason situation that we were last year. Yeah, because you got to upgrade somewhere. And they got the cap space yeah. somewhere you got to upgrade. And, and, or else some of these guys are going to be cut or let go. Like people like a Finney Smith or a Maxi or, you know, Yogi. They let Yogi walk or something. You know, like stuff like that. Some, somewhere you got to upgrade. And well, I think it's more going to be the McRoberts, the Sala, the, you know, those type of, of roles. 
Yeah, like the big dudes or something. Try to get some bigs in there. I but, wish we could say Dwight Powell, but sticking around. <laughs> but no, it it super sad day for Devin. Long term, I mean, if De- if Devin does come back over the summer, which we both think, especially yeah. after today, I mean, it looks like it's in the bag. Hopefully, um, what a solid deal again. I mean, you basically get McDermott and a mid second rounder for free, and that's wild. <laughs> Sign me up any day, and that's yeah. The I mean, Mavericks didn't even send any draft picks out. None at all. Yeah, none at all. So. Was it a home run trade? I wouldn't classify it as that, no. but I'd say it's a triple. Like I saw, it's a solid play. Like if you're talking about relevant for what it was and the pieces you sent out and the pieces you got back, yeah, it was probably a home run. You know, if you're talking about yeah. relevant, but if you're talking about in comparison to maybe the deals that were out there, yeah, you're right, probably a triple. Yeah, double, so, double off the wall. I don't know. So bittersweet feelings today, kind of contradictory, contradictory feelings. Um, we're sad to see Devin go media wise personally between Nick and myself where, you know, Devin was always a fun dude to cover and he was always super nice to us after shoot arounds, yeah. different practices, whatever, always talking, you know, cool dude to have in the locker room. And, uh, it'll be weird seeing him gone, but we also get a flyer and Doug will be cool. You got a weird look on your no, face. No, I'm just thinking who takes it. Does, does McDermott take his locker now? Probably, yeah. His locker is right between Wes and JJ's. Or no, yeah, it's between probably. Yogi and Wes. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably take that locker. So, yeah, we'll see. And um, exciting day. I mean, it, this is what we said. We said we wanted the Mavericks to at least do something. And yeah. they did something. Got and some assets. It's something to be a little bit excited about. It looks like they're going to start turning the cards over to these young guys. Over these, you know, next couple months, we get the All Star break coming up uh, with Dennis. That whole thing, Dennis's weekend, that's going to be super fun. Um, so there's a lot of things to be excited about for the Mavericks. This summer is going to be huge, and Donnie set that table and built it up even more today. That the flexibility that they have this summer in the cap space is gonna is gonna be big. And get excited for it. Don't dwell in the past, fans. Don't dwell in the past. I'm not going to let you get excited for what can happen this summer. Get excited for tanking. Is that what you're oh that, that's what I that's Stop what I hear it. you saying. He talked about that today. Did he? What did he say about that? He said that that word is not in the vocabulary at all. Yeah, I don't blame him. And I don't think it <laughs> and, is. Yeah, he said it's just not something we do. And and then he led into but I do think we need to see what we have in some of these young pieces also. So Yeah. Listen to the names and ages of the players that this team has added in the last, you know, 15 to 18 months. Dennis Smith Jr., 20 years old. Jonathan Motley, 22 years old. Nerlens Noel, 23 years old. Dorian Finney-Smith, 24 years old. Yogi Ferrell, 24 years old. Harrison Barnes, 25 years old. Maxi Kleba, 26 years old. And Doug McDermott, 26 years old. That's all the players you've added in the last year and a half or so. Yeah. Heck of a job. The rebuild is actually going well for all for all of you people, and we see you in our mentions. And I've muted lots of you that are like, "This is terrible," and they make bad decisions. And you know, this front office they they need to make moves or else their jobs are in jeopardy. Like they have been charged with rebuilding while still having Dirk on the roster, and you know, moving on from that era, something that this team has never really done before, and definitely has never moved on from one of the top, you know. 15 greatest players ever, (laughs) you know, moving on from that. And they 
probably held on to stuff a little bit too long, and now they're starting to rebuild, and they've added all these players in the last year and a half. Solid job all yeah. around. And you, you mentioned Dirk. He made, he made a couple comments about Dirk today, and he just said that new that new stage that we're transitioning into, and he said, you know, Dirk's getting close. You're talking about Donnie and, Nelson saying these things. Yes, and Donnie said, knock on wood, he gives us one more year. And it's going to you know, happen. He's kind of said it's going to happen already. Yeah, kind of. I mean, you can't rule it out, though. So, no. like, that that's, the, you know, it's just this weird, you know, it's a transition period out of that. And he, he even dropped the little nugget, well, the little, little line of saying this summer, like, maybe not one building block, but two building blocks this summer, trying to add a couple more building blocks this summer. And, like, they're pointing towards the summer and not just the flexibility and cap space, but we are going to have, you know, a top eight pick probably. And, and it's, two, it's two seconds up. and a pretty, pretty high second. And then another second. And then you got a couple contracts that you can still trade. You can probably, uh, this is a little primer for the summer. Wes is going to be an expiring contract. You're going to have yep. Dwight Powell. That's a, you know, only going to have two more years and he's, he's going to be a contract that, that can be moved, you know, for somebody else. If you put those, those assets of those two second round picks on there. Yeah. Uh, you, you just got, you got a couple things that you can, you can work with this summer. I think that could be interesting. Yeah. And I mean, you said it, I mean that West turning instantly into assuming he picks up his option. Let's, let me let me just throw this out here at the end of the podcast. I think I might agree with you on this. The story coming out about him being shopped. Yeah. You think it's any any type of way of the organization trying to like sour him into not ex- not picking up the option? I don't think they work that way. I don't think they do either. But I'm just saying. I was thinking about this. I'm like, okay, if you know he's probably going to pick it up. But if you throw this out here now to where it comes out that you're exploring trading him, he probably knows it's in the cards for sure that if he picks up the option, he's getting traded. So if you're if you're West, you're not going to get the 18.6 but at all, but you're going to pick yeah. it up. Most likely, 90% he's going to pick it up. But is there any thought in your mind that you're saying, well, I'd almost decline the option and take a little bit less and be able to pick my spot? Instead of them trading me somewhere, he might because he is he. We've talked about this a lot. His competitive nature and the way that he is after losses. I mean, he told me a story where he's sitting after you know sitting after a loss in the bus, and he's just like you know the last one on the bus, just leaning his head against the window, just you know kind of not banging his head on the desk, but (laughs) essentially there mentally and just it's wearing on him. And he might look at it and say, you know what? I've made a bunch of money. You know, I've just, he could be one of those like ring chaser guys, you know, like the David Wests, like those kind of guys. I mean, he's not that old yet. He's not like the 34, 35, yeah. but he's going to be 32. And he's, you know, he had the Achilles. He's had these, you know, these injuries. He could be a guy that decides, you know what? Like, I've made a bunch of money. I'm going to, I decided that I want to go try to get in the playoffs, get deep in the playoffs. Cause has he been, he hasn't been outside the second round. Cause it would have been with, I don't think so. No, it would have been with Portland. Well, and I think that they beat the Rockets that one time on that Damian Lillard shot over Chandler Parsons. Yeah. And then I think that's the farthest that they've been now. Now, like in say all that, we still think he's going to pick it up. I mean, yes. 18. Yeah, 6. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. it's a ton of money and yeah. he would do good to get 10 probably. So like in this market, so like, 
I'm just throwing it out there. Does it cross his mind? Does it even think that way? Um, but no, I, I expect him to be back. I expect him to pick it up, but then it comes really enticing as an expiring contract. Because yeah. Because 2019 free agency is going to be good. You have Kawhi, you have Kyrie, yeah. you have Clay Thompson. You, you got some guys. You got a bunch of dudes that will probably take a one plus one, like LeBron will probably be back. You'll, I think you have Durant, I think, again, that will probably take a one plus one. Paul George might do that. Clay. Yeah, Clay, I already mentioned, is going to be a free agent. Clay, yeah, yeah there's, there's a ton through there. So there's just there's a lot, like he said, not just cap space. There's a ton of flexibility this summer. And they could literally go – I mean, 10 different directions this summer between draft stuff to expiring contracts to cap space to whatever it is. So the rebuild is on the way up. There's not, you shouldn't, you should be happy if you're a Mavs fan. You shouldn't be happy. You're still going, it's going to suck losing a lot over these next two months, at least for me, because I still root for wins, but it's still going up. The, the organization's not doing stupid stuff. Like we're not sitting here like Sacramento or something, you know. Like okay, so for everybody that thinks that I don't think the people that listen to this podcast think that the Mavericks do stupid things, but let me just tell you what the Sacramento Kings have done in the last two years. Sacramento Kings in 2016, they had three first round picks. Can you imagine if the Mavericks had three first round picks right now? We've been clamoring for the last two weeks doing this deadline dash, talking about we need to get another first round pick, give us another chance to get a solid player. They had three first round picks, and this is what they did with them: they picked. George's Papa Giannis, they waived him today. Didn't even trade him for anything. Didn't even send him anywhere. Didn't, you know, they just straight up waived him. He's gone. He's off their roster. They also got Malachi Richardson with their next pick. And they traded him for Bruno Caboclo, who they're thinking about what, like Isaac said, they're thinking about waving him or buying him out too. It was basically a salary dump for them. And then they have Scala BCA, who was like the 30th pick or something like that, that they picked with their last first-round pick. And he's been injured. He's fine. But they've been shopping him this entire trade deadline. We've been hearing yeah. his name come up all the time. That's what they did with, the, with those, those players. Those three first-round picks, they turned it into nothing, essentially. They turned it into Bruno Caboclo and whatever they're going to get from Scal or if they keep Scala BCA. Also, this summer, they went and they signed George Hill. George Hill to $20 million a year, and that yeah. fetched them Iman Shumpert, and that fetched them uh, – who else went back in that deal? I can't even remember. Um, they got Shumpert, Johnson. Shumpert and Joe Johnson who might, get have, who might get bought out. They also signed Zach Randolph and Vince Carter to you know big deals that are you know just guys that are kind of taking away minutes from some of these younger guys. And I, I don't know. Yeah, it just makes they, no sense. It, and they moved back in the draft. Like they had the tenth spot, and you could you got De'Aaron Fox at five. They could have drafted Collins, Mitchell, Monk, or something. But they moved back. The trade with Portland. They took Justin Jackson, which I love because he's Carolina, but he's okay. Yeah. And then they took the flyer on Harry Giles. He didn't ain't even play play this year at all. And like that would be depressing. <laughs> you know. And then like you could even say like, what's Willie Cauley Stein? They had like, three first round picks again this year. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even realize yeah, they did. that they had three. They had six first round picks between 2016 and 18, and then That's I can't true. remember what they did in 17. I'll look that up. But gosh. their second round pick, Frank Mason's probably the the best thing they did you know Gosh. Darren Fox fell in his fell in their lap at five so that's cool but and he's been of the point guards he's been I don't know fine he's been like the third best yeah he's player. been okay he's been but like Willie Cauley Stein remember they, they they reached really high for him at like seven or something in their draft and he's like okay I mean yeah so like there you could 
we we drafted ninth, and it looks like we have a stud. So, in this year, it looks like we could get a stud again. So, like, let's, yeah, you're a Mavs fan right now. Let's do it. Be excited. Okay, so that draft was 2017. I got I got ahead of myself, but they had six first round picks between 16 and 17, and they are getting only Deer and Fox out of it, and Scala BCA. That's wild. And neither of those guys are probably ever going to be all stars, right? No. No. Fox has a chance. Oh, no. Fox, yeah. Fox has a chance for sure. But not like a really good one. No, I mean, he had to turn into big time. But we'll see, though. So think about it. It could be be worse, Mavs fans. It definitely could be worse. Oh, for sure. sure. Also, Isaac, (laughs) there are uh, a couple of the greatest Dugs in NBA history that I wanted to go over. Uh oh, because of Doug McDermott, Doug Doug Christie, Doug Christie, let's go of the uh, I think the Nets and the uh, the Kings. He was on those teams in like the nineties, early two thousands. Doug Collins, Kobe, Doug Collins, the coach of the Seventy Sixers at one point and uh, ESPN TV analyst. I like Doug Collins and Doug Moe. He was an All Star in the seventies. Doug so Moe. sorry, Doug, Doug McDermott. You're probably not going to be the best Doug in NBA history, but you know, Doug McDermott. A this was last month when they played. He posted a picture of Her- him and Harrison on the court, and he said, "Always great catching up with my guy, H Barnes. Feels like yesterday we were lacing them up for Ames High." You know, like on a personal level, that has to be really cool. Yeah, right. That's got to be so- also. Mean, it's it's notable. That they played their junior and senior years together and they did not lose a game. <laughs> That's wild. That's crazy. I'm happy for him, man. Like it's cool. And everything I've like heard about him, like he is, he is just a super high character dude, like Harrison. And so we're excited to get him into the locker room and stuff. When was he a freshman? I'm trying to remember. When was hit? When was Harrison Barnes a freshman at UNC? 2000, oh gosh, I want to say freshman, 2010. So like, can you imagine? So Harrison Barnes is the number one player coming out of high school. Then you have Doug McDermott, who's like one of the highest scores ever in college history. Can you imagine if like seven years ago you would have said, hey, seven years from now, the Mavericks are going to have Harrison Barnes and Doug McDermott on the team. <laughs> That's wild. I mean, it's it's good now. Like, it's fine now. But can you imagine what we would have thought back then? We'd be like, holy crap, him and Dirk and you know. <laughs> them together. Like, what if Dirk would still be around by then? Because that would have been that would have been the the uh, the championship year. <laughs> would have been. Yeah, that's true. So you'd have been like, hey, guess what? They're also gonna add this. You're like, we're gonna win two more. <laughs> <laughs> so, but now it's good. It's a good deal. We like it. No, we're for it. And uh, it could be worse. You could be the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> yeah, and it's worth knowing McDermott went 11th overall in yeah. the 2014 draft. Like he went over people like Nurkic and Sarich. And I remember Gary that being Hay- a little high. Gary Harris, Rodney Hood, Clint Capella. Yeah, these are people he went over. But he was just a prolific scorer in college basketball. So. Now we're going to ask him to do, like, hey, come in and hit freaking three-pointers and be okay on the defensive end. 
I really think he could average like three or four threes a game. Yeah, made, not just attempted. No. I'm excited for it. We're excited. I'm excited for him too. New guy in the locker room. Uh, and then the summer. Summer's going to be awesome. We will probably do our Monday pod will probably be, unless something weird happens in the Golden State game tonight, um, it will probably, our Monday pod will probably be about the rest of the league, the Cavaliers stuff. We'll probably talk about all that um, stuff that went on, the Lakers trades, all those things. Freaking Rodney Hood. We will talk about Rodney Hood God for sure. Bless, man. I thought Isaac was going to blow a gasket today because of the Rodney Hood trade. I can't even. I want to be excited about the Mavericks right now, so let's not talk about Hood. We won't talk about Hood. We'll talk about it probably on Monday. So, guys, this is the end of the deadline dash. If you can't tell by the sound of my voice, (laughs) we are at the end of the deadline dash. 15 pods in a row. 15. Major shouts to you guys. DMs, tweets today. Guys, y'all are awesome. So much love. Some of y'all are tweeting at us saying y'all listened to all 15. Like, this is the capper. Another, I just checked my Twitter a little bit ago, and they're like, hey, when is this, you know, when's this dropping? This is going to be, you know, I'm looking forward to the last one of Deadline Dash. Y'all are great, man. This has been fun. There is somebody that tweeted me that said that they've listened to some of them twice. Whoa. Let's go. I don't know if that counts as two listens, but we really appreciate it. Uh, we're definitely going to hit some of our best numbers because mostly because we did the best pod. <laughs> we did the most pods. Like we did all the pods. But yeah. We're definitely going to hit our most, most, you know, my listens in a month, in a week, and whatever. Uh, so we really appreciate that, guys. It's only happened because of you. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, we really appreciate it. Subscribe on iTunes. We're also on Spotify if you guys are into Spotify. I have Spotify Premium. And I really love it. Uh, so you can get it, all of our podcasts there. Uh, I think we're also on Stitcher as well. Some of you people are in are into Stitcher. I'm not, but some people are some people are into it. Some so if you're you. listening on MavsMoneyball.com or something like that, you can get it on those other platforms. I also post it all the time on Mavs Moneyball. So if you're interested, you want to just get on there. Uh, I don't know if you can only go to certain dot coms at work or something, then you, <laughs> you might be able to find it at MavsMoneyball.com. So I always post it there. Uh, guys, thank you so much. It's been a great week. I've really enjoyed it. This is my favorite day. My wife's in the other room, but besides maybe our anniversary, no. Trade deadline's my favorite day of the entire the entire year. <laughs> it's been a fun day all around. I Thank love you it so, so much. much. And major shout out to Devin Harris. We'll miss you a yeah. ton, but hopefully we'll see you in a couple months. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see you come back. I've, I felt like there's a little drama today with with some of the Devin Harris stuff, and I was like, I think he's coming back, but yeah. Yeah. But you never know. It's the NBA. Stuff can happen. We didn't think he was going to get traded, so you just never know what can happen over the course of even two months or two weeks. Or two years. Or two years. So we got a week, and then we have All-Star break. We'll probably do some weekend pods for the All-Star break as well. Yeah. Um, so Isaac and I will talk. We'll definitely do a Monday pod, but then during the week we might you know take some days off here and there because of the, the All-Star break. So, Guys, thank you so much for joining us, especially those that joined us through all the Deadline Dash. We really appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Van Exit. You can find Isaac at Isaac L. Harris. You can also follow us at Lockdown Mavs. I think we passed like 400 followers on our Lockdown oh, Mavs today, which is go. pretty cool. So thank you guys for following that. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.